Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast. We're a video game podcast that primarily focused on, I don't know, random stuff, news, what we've been playing. Video games. Video games in general, I guess. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and I'm not Troy. She's not Troy. She is a special guest because we are filming live for us in Japan. Oh yeah. The Tokyo. The motherland. And uh Konichiwa. Konichiwa. <laughs> that was not Sagoy at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That was Sagoy AF. <laughs> uh Joe is our um is our editor and also our note taker. The person that sets everything up for these things. Our producer. Our producer. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I say it enough on the thing. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, we're we're here in Japan. We've been here for about a week or so. Uh, some more, some less. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk to you guys about the news, what we've been playing. Not uh, a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The arcade yeah, was we, awesome. We've been playing some arcades and stuff like that. We were able to, to go to uh, the Kawasaki Warehouse which is a dope ass or dope butt arcade. Caitlin's <laughs> uh, <coughs> been slowly dying as she's been here. <laughs> I had just a strong urge now to just give you a huge string of expletives just because you said that. Like, for like yeah. a solid minute. Solid minute. That's actually going to be every single cough Caitlin does. It's just going to be bleeped out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Let's start this week with, uh, I guess, what we've been playing ish. Because, uh, Zach, you've been, you got to catch up a lot on Sekiro, right? Uh, that was like my primary focus before we left because, uh, you and I both talked about it. We were like, being gone for two weeks is not a good idea with a game like that. No. You, if you start playing it, you want to beat it. So I'm like, I'm going to beat this game. And I, I was pretty shocked. I, I beat the. There's like one end game optional boss. That was the last thing I did before I left. Uh, so I think there's like the three bosses you have to fight in a row for like the real ending. So okay. that's why I left off. I didn't actually get to try it, but oh. man, that game gets freaking wild. Yeah. <laughs> like from even from where we talked about, cause, uh-huh. uh, there's some weird stuff in that game, but it's like, it's, it's mostly kind of grounded. It's mm-hmm. meant to be like this era, Japan, it's like warring clans and stuff. But then it starts to lean into like Japanese mysticism, real hardcore. Yeah. Like one of my favorite enemy types ever shows up <laughs> in one part of that game. And I was telling her about it because she was not around whenever I was playing it. But there are these like slug looking dudes who just sit and chill and they play these like flutes uh-huh. and all the other music. Cause it's very, the, the game's very music heavy, which is unusual for their games. Uh, but then the music will just die and you'll just hear these dudes playing flutes and uh, you can kill them in like one hit basically. Okay. But I accidentally finally like got one mad and it came after me and it will like play the flute at you and put like this like spell on you. And if the gauge fills up, mm-hmm. it sucks your vitality out of you and you turn into an old man basically. <laughs> and then all of a sudden your katana, you're using it as like a walking stick and you can barely move and your health bar is like this tiny and wow. you're just like no <laughs> i'm like this is like the weirdest enemy i've ever seen but huh. yeah the game gets really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> huh. that's interesting well 
It, it should be uh, real fun to come back to those last three bosses. <laughs> I, I'm confident. I, I'm feeling okay. good about it. I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go for the platinum on this one. All right. I think so. Good luck. Because <laughs> that you have to get every single ending as well. Yes, but I'm gonna save scum that. All right. I primed well, myself for. Uh, well, I, I should have for three endings, but I messed something up because something's time sensitive. Okay. And it's one of those games that I I refuse to believe that any normal human just figured it. This. I mean, obviously somebody had to, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are ridiculous st- steps you have to go through to unlock two of the endings. Wow. Uh, so, but if you do it everything right, you can kind of save scum and create a fixed save point and reload and oh, okay. get the three endings, and then you have to play through again for the bad ending. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but because each ending, not each ending, but some of the endings have endgame bosses tied to them. There's okay. a trophy for killing all the bosses. So yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay, well, good luck with that, sir. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Uh, how about you, Caitlin? Have you been playing like phone games or what you been playing? Um, mostly phone games. I, I was playing Persona before we left, but I knew if I started playing, I'd get in the middle of a palace and I would be screwed because I would have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So mostly I've just been playing uh, Rain, Reigns, Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. And then uh, Blades. The so Elder so Trolls. so one word games yeah gotcha <laughs> raids and lanes because uh i'm getting in that game of thrones return hype yeah so i've played this game probably four or five times and only have gotten about halfway through because i either got a new phone or i accidentally somehow corrupted my save mm-hmm. or whatever so i'm about halfway through i've unlocked like half the people in it okay and then blades i'm up to level eight Ooh. yeah so unlocking a bunch of those chests my problem is I had like four uh, gold chests uh-huh. six hours at a time. Ooh. I clicked on one to say open this one and then I accidentally double clicked and it used up like 60 of my gems oh. to auto open it. And I was like, I didn't want that to happen. I was just going on a plane for 12 hours. I had more than enough time for that chest <laughs> to open by itself. But it, it was just, it was so slow to react, and I didn't, it didn't double check or anything, so it mm-hmm. used to have a bunch of my gems, and I was pissed. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Yeah. All right, well, phone games, that's, that's about par for course for traveling and vacation. <laughs> uh, for me, also, it's just been phone games. Uh, the last, last couple of weeks, there was a uh, Evangelion game I discovered on Ooh. the phone, so I've been playing that. It's it's actually kind of fun. I can't really fault them. There's I have I don't spend any money with it, so it's I've actually gotten a good amount of stuff for, from it. I think only like a hundred people play this game though, because <laughs> right. I'm like rank a hundred and or like under a hundred something, but I, I'm I'm like really not high level. So I I I just think either the server I'm on there's only a hundred people playing or or whatnot because I'm like server sixteen or something. So that's that's all I can think of because I should not be anywhere near high ranks because <laughs> I do not spend money in this game. Imagine all, if you did though. Oh my god! If I did, I would probably also not be anywhere near it because this is one <laughs> of those games where it's like, oh, you could spend you know a dollar to do this one thing, or you could spend seventy five dollars and and unlock it all right now. <laughs> Like nah, that's okay. So that that game's been pretty fun. It's got a lot of stuff to do. And another game, more recent game I've been playing is called AFK Arena. It just launched, I think, in the United States. Uh, that's another. It's an idle game, but it's 
it's very hands-on for an idle game. And you, you play against other people as well. Uh, you can form guilds. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, uh, it's just like Evangelion. It's a, it's one of those, this, there's a lot more to do than I thought there would be. I thought it was just going to be some sort of just little thing. And man, it is, it is involved. <laughs> that one's actually been advertised to me in a couple of other AFK games oh, I play. That's why it, the advertisement worked on me. Cause I yeah. was like, AFK arena, you look cute enough. I'll play some, you know, I'll, 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 I'll add it to my repertoire. And it's, it's been sucking some time, man. It's been good though. Cause there's a lot of train rides where I only have, you know, 10 minutes or so. And that's a real easy, you know, five, 10 minutes I can kill for that. That's the other game I've been playing that reminds me. Yeah. When, when I'm on trains is when I start gifting people in Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Go, yeah. Pokemon Go has been pretty heavily intensive for all you guys, right? Yeah. I think I've opened it twice or three times since yeah, I've been here. Yeah, you need here. to update your app I know. at some point tonight. <laughs> that just happened today. It's not my fault. <laughs> Listen, we are seven days away from that sweet 100,000 XP. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, we are only seven days. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll get into that. So you got to be on that now. And then also, what is it? Tomorrow we also have the um, uh, community day. Yes. For Bagon, I believe. So. Just read that email this morning. Nice. So nice. I didn't even know that was a thing until. <laughs> uh, how about you, Joe? What you been playing? I've been rocking Doctor Mario on the Nintendo Switch, like I do on planes for like six hours. Start at level 20 and see how many I can get past it before the game screws me. Uh, what's their highest level that you've gotten? Uh, ever. It was like 37. But I think on this, the last year or two of the Switch one, or yeah. the last year of the online Switch one, uh, 28. Okay. So 28 is your highest for the Switch. For the Switch one. It, they've changed the the dropping mechanism. It it goes way faster on high now than it ever did before. And it doesn't actually, you can't... um flip them just before the end if you've touched down and i like to fast drop everything so i know exactly when i need to click the button and not wait so. that was that's probably the it's probably the speed it's always was meant to be but the hardware couldn't handle it yeah so now the hardware can handle it so now it's the, the speed it's supposed to be it just takes away the precision for me man i, I can't <laughs> handle i can't handle it <laughs> And then also, you've been pretty heavily into Pokemon Go too, right? Oh my god, all day, every day, all all of the uh, <laughs> the hatching of the eggs. Oh my god, I, I'm about that poker life. I will be able to catch them all someday. Nice, nice. Well, uh, let's see. Let's get into some news, I guess. Caitlin's wrote it down because I have not been following anything since I've been <laughs> here. <laughs> um, a lot of just small things that we can quickly touch upon. Sure. And then uh, we'll go. First off, uh, Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus have announced that they're going to announce something at the Tribeca Festival, which is April 24th through May 5th. Okay. So the next couple of weeks, and right. everyone thinks it's Death Stranding related stuff, of course. So Why would they think that? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> um, some Borderlands info came out. Uh, some drama came out with that with Troy Baker, and they showed, uh, what's his name? Oh, then, whatever his character is named. named. Oh, Reese. Reese. Yes. They showed Reese from Tales from the Borderland, and someone was asking Troy if he was going to be in the game, and he's like, no no one contacted me about it, and then... Uh, Randy Pitchford. Was like, uh, oh, well, my sound director told me that Troy Baker turned it down, and so now we're like, oh, who's lying? Who's being yeah. the jerk? Which is sad, because I love Troy Baker, and I want him in everything. Yeah. Everybody should love Troy Baker. Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah. I think I've said 10 million times on this podcast, too. If you haven't played Tales from the Borderlands, 
Finger guns. Play it. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> Troy. Troy. Well, everybody in that game makes their characters. So yeah. It'll be, it'll be sad that if he's not him and he plays any sort of significant role in that game. Uh, because honestly, in my opinion, uh, the gameplay is great, but I, I actually really am invested in those characters because it's like the right kind of ridiculous, funny that uh, has a lot of heart to it at times. And I really enjoy it. So, yeah. Mm. We we fin- we played the first chapter when we were trying to stay up before getting on the plane. Uh-huh. Because we were like, "Oh, we're just going to stay awake for like 36 plus hours, so then we fall asleep when we on that get on that 14-hour flight." Spoiler, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but we got about a chapter through. Okay. So, we still have the other four we got to do when we get home because I've never played them. All just right. watched a bunch of stuff on them. And then uh Saturday we're going to be getting some news so tomorrow. Okay. Or Saturday America time, so that's like a day and a half. Day and a half, yeah. Uh, at Star Wars Celebration, they're gonna have some announcements about the next EA game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. So we're gonna see what that's like. I wonder if if that's gonna be like a sequel to like Jedi Outcast, or if it's just gonna be a whole new whole new thing. I I, I, I feel like they're gonna do a whole new thing because it's EA. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, 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 they would. But I'm not positive. Okay. Um. Disney Plus was announced and it is coming to Switch, which at launch, which is interesting since a lot of streaming services are taking forever to get on the Switch. All right. So are they also going to be on PS4 and PS4 and, and Xbox? Xbox as well. Okay. So it's just Switch is the the kind of outlier because everything else takes a while to get there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can now change your PSN name, Ooh. but good luck because it is still not 100% secure. Uh, some people have been losing their friends list. Uh, and other things like where anything where there's a high score or there's going online with that username, you there's been risks and problems. But they told us that when they were announcing the game or the name changes earlier this yeah. year. So yeah, they did. I think it's just somehow whatever however they implemented it from the very beginning was just I don't know how it's hardwired or hard whatever. But yeah, it's it's strange to me. Considering because every, you know, what, 360 has had name changes for a while now. Oh, or yeah. not 360, but you know, Xbox or Microsoft. Um, a lot of other places have name changes since since they are implemented. And then, yeah, it's just weird that PlayStation never even had that thought. Yeah, it was, I remember when they were coming out about it before, it was, it was like, I don't know too, too much about the coding backend, but it essentially, like, when you make a name with Xbox, you have a name penny lane dc uh but xbox doesn't see you as penny lane dc they see you as a string of x amount of numbers exactly so they can make the x amount of numbers look like whatever username you pay them to have it yep playstation was just like oh no you're penny lane dc you're not other numbers you're not anything so Mm -hmm. you always that's why it has to say penny lane dc or whatever your username is Mm -hmm. so changing that requires them to change their entire back end yeah i never understood why they didn't even they couldn't do something like steam does where you're you're always whatever you made your account as, but you could change your display name to whatever constantly. Mm-hmm. Like you're still this, but then, like so as far as the server's concerned, you're that, but then attached to that is this, and that's what other people see. It's just a vanity thing. And exactly. I feel like that would be simple, but apparently not. Yeah, I, I think it's it should be simple, but I guess because you know people are changing their names, you might have your maybe your display name is the same as somebody's original name. Uh, that they're no longer going by, so it, that name's freed up. That's all I could think of. 
But, mm. you know, who knows? It, it, it could be many things. On that note, that screws me up with Steam so many times when I add people that are like, what's your Steam name? And I'm like, crap, do I give you the one that I log in with or I give you <laughs> my other one? Because my one I logged in with is like the one I made up in middle school. So it sucks. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah those your those childhood names they come back to bite you, man. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> especially us, because we didn't really you know a lot of us growing up we didn't realize oh this is just gonna be with us forever. This is brand new. But no, this is this is with you forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> and some of us do what I did, which was read the instructions and go, I need to put an underscore and some sort of you know other symbol and uh, a capitals. Okay, I, I guess I'll just make it what my normal stuff is and i'll just add those things in there and now you're now brian has actually stuck with my name yeah i'm stuck with it it's okay i don't mind but it's it it confuses a lot of people when they're like all right little joe hey how's it going guys it's brian no 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 he's he's, it's it's little like l-i-l underscore dash joe dash four or some garbage like that yeah it's it's oh yeah that's also great when people ask me oh so what's your psn name well, here it is. Make sure you put the dashes and in, and underscore in correctly. <laughs> Don't read the instructions. Just make whatever name you want. I feel like that would have worked out a lot better for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't know why so many people are are here changing their name day one. Like, oh yeah, no. Wait six months, guys. You know, let's the, let the people who really need to change their name from like penis vag to yeah. something else you know let those people work out the kinks mm-hmm. ha uh <laughs> but <laughs> but uh you know and then for you know for you if you just want to change your name from like little joe to something else wait six months yeah. you've, you've been living with this for 10 years just we're let it changing. go no, oh, we're yeah, not changing oh, no we're never good. changing it i'm just saying you know <laughs> like you've been living with this for like 10 years like i have like the person next to me. Uh, <laughs> just go with it, man. <laughs> What's another six months? Nothing. <laughs> it's for, it's going to be forever, guys. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so PSN name changes. Yeah. It's interesting. Quite interesting. And then probably the biggest news is all the crap going out with the Sekiro and difficulties. Oh, yeah, people getting uh, butthurt about that. People getting so butthurt about it, and it's to the point where it's ridiculous. I don't even have words. Do you want to? People, (laughs) you put it like that, people call us out for being, like, awful human beings at this point, basically. Well, we are. (laughs) opinion about it, but, yeah, it's, honestly, in my opinion, it's a lot of people who are just... They don't, they're, you know what? It's just like you answer your own problem. Like you're not interested in a challenge and that's fine. But you, the, it's become conflated now with the, the whole movement out there that, I mean, it's totally cool. I don't know. There's a organization called Able Gamers uh, led by dude, Steven Spawn, who's a paraplegic guy. And that's awesome. Like I'm not, I can't even begin to talk about the accessibility stuff like Xbox or Microsoft, for example, showed that crazy ass controller. That, oh yeah, uh, like that's that's awesome, and I am not equipped to talk about that. But I don't do not believe for a second that this whole Sekiro thing is hand in hand. Like a game is hard is hard. Period. Versus giving somebody the means to play that game. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about, like maybe remapping controls or, um, for example, the one thing that always comes up a lot. It's a simple thing, but like in God of War. 
instead of having prompts where you mash the button, you could change that to you just hold the button down because some people have like major hand or wrist problems or whatever that they can't play games like that. That's that's an accessibility thing. If you put you change Sekiro to be modifiable to uh, for for people like that, I think that's totally fine. It doesn't really oh, of course, yeah. combat the philosophy of the game, but people are talking about making fundamental changes what would be an absolute detriment to the gameplay at which point you know i have to ask like i don't understand what you're getting out of the game at that point mm-hmm. then i mean i i enjoy the story and the lore in these games but that doesn't change the fact that the whole philosophy of the game and what makes them fun and makes them work the way they do is the fact that you are supposed the tagline for dark souls was prepared to die yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that wasn't in the sense of like you're bad and only only the strong will prevail. It was get used, get ready for a new type of a new old type of way to play yeah. games in which you failed a lot until you became a master over that game and you beat it. Oh, of course, um, like, this game highly reminds me of like Battle Toads and like Contra and those types of games where it's like, all right, cool. Uh, this game is hard because otherwise, if it wasn't, you could beat this game in like. 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was a way to kind of artificially, but gameplay wise, that's how they, that's how they made it because, Hey, you have to, it just had to get good. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, this is going to be a replayable thing because, you know, that's the only way we can make this replayable mm-hmm. is, is by just having you guys die a whole bunch and you only have three lives. At least with this, you have unlimited lives. Yeah. I mean, you only have two technically mm-hmm. to start with, but you know, you still, even then you, you just lose your stuff. And it's it's uh, it's talking about a lot of that. It's crazy to me that Sekiro is the one that gets picked on because it's honestly, if any, as far as difficulty, the most accessible. Oh yeah. That they've made since Demon Souls because especially now that I've played through ninety five percent of the game, uh, the game is very generous with uh, respawn points and to the point where you're right back into boss fights immediately. Oh absolutely. And then you get two deaths basically, and then sometimes whenever you get the ability to recharge your uh, resurrection power. When a boss has two or three death blow bars, when you get that first death blow, you regenerate one of your revives. So you yep. could revives up to three, four times in a boss fight. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of opportunity to learn the mechanics. And I mean, I've, I've, I've not only read the articles, but I, you know, I go online and I'm reading the people talking about it. And there's, you know, people complaining like, well, I don't want to do this boss fight where I die 50 times and I got to learn. Well, then guess what, man? This game's not for you because yeah. you might think that that's bad design. But, you know, when I went up against uh, Genichiro, which was like the first, it's about a third of the way through the game. And that was the first boss fight where I was, I remember even texting you guys in the chat and I was like, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to beat this game, guys. I think this is breaking me. But then that was also the boss fight that in a weird, like subconscious way was like, you need to learn how to actually play this game. And I eventually did. And it was so satisfying. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, I started to approach the game in a more aggressive way, which is what they were telling me to do. And I had a, not a better time, but I felt like I was more competent in the game and I probably was enjoying myself in that sense a lot more, Mm -hmm. which is great because then there's bigger threats to come and you're not standing there going like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. But you're like, you know what? I'm you're going in head first. And that's, what the difficulty is all about. It's, Oh yeah. It's the risk reward kind of thing. And then when you come out the better, 
I, I just don't believe first that I don't believe for a second, no matter what anyone says that you're getting the same amount of gratification about putting something on super easy mode where you, you basically, you can just revive a million times against bosses. You barely take any damage or you do a ton of damage. And I, I, I think I even joked with her. I was like, hey, you know what? Okay. You're going to put easy mode in Sekiro. Fine. You tell me you beat Sekiro on easy mode. I am going to make fun of you. <laughs> Basically, is what it's going to come down to. Like, like if you want to know the story <laughs> of that game, watch a playthrough of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're in this time. You know, we're in this day and age where you can do that. You know, you you personally don't have to experience it because to experience it is to experience mm-hmm. dying a thousand times. You know learning it as you're going along with it Mm -hmm. but if you just want the story or if you just want this other thing watch a playthrough of somebody who actually is good at it Mm -hmm. well that's like we've we've watched people do playthroughs a million times now at this point right now we watched yesterday what was it the world record speed run yeah 29 minutes oh yeah to beat the entire game Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm never gonna get that good i'm probably never gonna be able to finish this game but i can watch someone else do it and enjoy it that way there's no shame in that well, I, I would to clarify, like when I say I'm like, I'm going to make fun of you. I'm not actually like there are definitely like elitist douchebags out there who like take way too much pride in like being good at the game. But I mean, like I'm going to razz you in the sense of like I uh, convenient. We have Joe on the podcast because she said many times like she doesn't use any sort of guide at all for anything. And yep. to the point where it's just like. In her opinion, you know, if you do anything like that, it's basically cheating, and you yeah. should just like. And I, I respect that. I'm a you know, it, it's 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 the same kind of idea, and I I think I, I'm not. I give you a hard time about it because me, for example, I'm not great. I'm honestly, I don't think I'm great at games, and the <laughs> fact that I have beaten all of these games, I think, is a testament that these games are not made for amazingly skilled people like i think it's just a matter of perseverance and yeah and learning, and learning and then when she t- we're talking about these guys who are running it in 29 minutes that's that's the other level oh and yeah. that's not that's not required of you to beat this game <laughs> no it is not thank thankfully <laughs> i just it's a small uh side note on this where were these people when i was playing animal crossing trying to collect all of the things and red <laughs> would take like thirty thousand bells from me <laughs> Where were this? Where were these accessibility garbage people then? I, where is it then? What? What? It's okay for a game to take all my money and I can't get all the stupid fossils and all the stupid pieces of paintings and things. Oh, oh! I could take three years to spend a game, spending a game and doing that. But no, 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 no! Don't make it easier for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get yeah. it. I get it. I, you know what? Only matters when it's like murder and death and all the really cool looking games that have yokai in them and the crap. No, it doesn't matter when I'm trying to pay off my house. Right. It, it's sometimes you can't find the golden beetles easy enough. Right. Maybe maybe they need to make games easier for me to be able to collect things in Animal Crossing. Maybe maybe I don't have enough bells. Maybe breaking maybe the game. Maybe I don't need to slow down to the point where I'm like moving at like a, a, a millimeter per like 30 seconds so that stupid beetle doesn't fly away when I'm just trying to catch it. You know what? Screw the, screw the beetle. Screw the spiders. Screw those stupid scorpions. Where were those people helping me? Where were those people for me? I Do you know how hard it is to catch one of those spiders? Okay, so I'm sorry. Just... Yeah. I love Sekiro, by the way. <laughs> Animal Crossing's already on easy mode, guys. I'm just just saying. <laughs> You're dead to me. It's not on any mode because they won't give it to me for my flipping Switch yet. It's, it's made for children. <laughs> you can die in fire, <laughs> I have to sleep next to that. Do you think children need to know how to make 
payments on a loan, Brian? That's an adult thing to do. Yeah, they do. They do need to learn that because they're going to learn it someday. But not when they're kids. I don't got to worry about a loan when I'm a child, but I got to worry about it now. And then thank goodness that game was there to teach me adult things. Especially that, well, that first game, you didn't even have a choice to not accept the loan. It was just as soon as you paid that off, it's like, well, here's another loan. You're welcome, children. <laughs> to teach you, life is hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, Life's that's exactly tough. what that is. Get a helmet. Well, that is what, uh, funny enough, that is what, uh, since we're here in Japan, the uh, gotcha machines, that is what gotcha machines are for. It's to teach children that you're not always going to get what you want from this machine. Like, you might only want one thing from that, but if you only get this, you only get to use it once. If you don't get it, well, that's, that's life. Yeah. That's what you get. We had to deal with that. We, we, uh, we put in a little thing. We got a little Conan change purse. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we got this random ass guy. We have no idea if we like him or not. We haven't watched the show yet. We just really like, like, <laughs> like seeing Conan. It so. Uh, <laughs> the movie did open today, by the way. Yeah. We should go see it. We should go see it and not know what, what's going on because none of us speak Japanese. Dude, the mysteries are not that hard. They're not. <laughs> Yo, she randomly wikied this stuff because I've never seen an episode. Oh, really? It blew my mind to find out that the kid is actually an adult yeah. when the series starts. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, that, that, that first episode, he's he, he tries to stop some people, some bad people doing bad things. and Gin and Tonic, I think their names are. Uh, I that think so. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he tries to stop them. And uh, yeah, he, he gets poisoned. But instead of killing him, he turns into a child. Well, let's, I got the coin purse that has him as a not child. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this guy kind of looks like the main character. And his name is like the same. Uh-huh. But he looks so much older. Like, does the kid grow up? And then I was like, no, he goes young. That's the, yeah. time, that's the yeah. time skip. I, I have that one. Yeah. And then he, yeah. Yeah, you have, you have the, you have, uh, you have uh, Conan. And then you have Conan Ball Z. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Conan has a kid, it's the GT version. Oh my god! <laughs> Anyways, that was a long tangent. That yeah. was unrelated to anything. Slight tangent. <laughs> whoa, whoa! It's actually related. Yeah, I cannot wait because today is the day that the Conan game, the Shin Buddies, drops. I'm gonna make Brian put it on the other phone so that I can play this game in Japanese. Yeah, we got to put it on our uh, on the Android phone because it's I think it's a Japanese only game. Oh, okay. And that's not gonna go on to the Switch or the the Switch. Our iOS <laughs> it's probably is probably not gonna go on the Switch. No, either. it's not gonna go on the Switch either. It looks like a a a kitty game, like as kitty as you can get. Game. I'm offended by that. Hey, it's Detective Conan. That's what he's for. He's at he's at 900 episodes. He should have grown up by now, Joe. He did, and then he got it taken away from him multiple times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what they do. But uh, all right, so let's. Go back. Is there any more news that we have, Caitlin? Uh, not really. Falcon Age came out. That looks really cute, and that's all I got. Falcon Age, woo! Falcon VR. Punch. Oh, and uh, soon you'll be able to play VR on your Switch. Uh, that's right. I, I think that dropped today. Oh, did that? Drop it dropped today? today, at least in Japan. It dropped on the twelfth. Okay. At so. least I saw I saw an advertisement for it, and it said four twelve. <laughs> So I'm going to take that as gospel. There we go. I haven't personally seen it, but I'm going to go with that. And I'm so excited to play Breath of the Wild in VR. I just need to buy a Labo kit. <laughs> well, we are in a place where you can. <laughs> okay, seriously. I'll buy one of those kits if you guys want to play it. I'm, <laughs> I'm about that life. <laughs> 
Well, um, speaking of which, uh, earlier today, uh, we, we went around Super Potato, which is a an older, like, retro-style game store that, that sells a whole bunch of just... It's super. It's super, and it's a potato, uh, where you get to... you get, Really, if you're looking for any game that's older than now, you can find it there. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a little bit more expensive because that's you know that's how they keep stuff in stock. You're gonna have to really want it. If you don't want to have to search for it, just go and pick it up there. Uh, but we we went and we FaceTimed with our with our other two jolly fellows, Troy and Lewis, uh, of which only one was able to see, <laughs> which was Troy. But he was basically being the best seeing eye dog for Lewis and explaining everything. So that I didn't was... even realize he was explaining it to Lewis at first. I thought he was explaining it to Amanda. Oh, <laughs> and then that, and then about halfway through, Lewis said something like, "I wish I could see this," and then I was like, "Oh, he can't see anything right no, now." No, he can't see anything. Uh, so it it worked out pretty well, though, as far as that, as far as you know, it worked out as best as we could hope for. One person could see, <laughs> both could hear. Uh, but yeah, we went through that, and then we realized. That we need to have a uh, a wind jammers <laughs> tournament. Yes, because on the very top floor of Super Potato there was a wind jammers arcade, <laughs> and we were all playing it for the very first time. It was great. It was pretty great. We were all because there's only two buttons, mm. two buttons, and we still couldn't figure out what super moves <laughs> were, <laughs> what anything was going. I'm, I'm sure they explained it at the very beginning. We oh, just. Yeah. Yeah. We just did, weren't looking. Uh, so look forward to a tournament that we're going to have between all of us dragons. Yep. If you don't know what it is, it's just basically two buff dudes throwing a Frisbee as hard as they can at each other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pong. pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's <laughs> pong with muscular dudes. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes oh. the Frisbee lights on fire and you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're charging yourself up and you don't know what's going on. You don't know where it's going to go, but you're having fun. Zach was doing this move where he like made fireballs to come out. And, sh- and I was like, what the button? There's two buttons. How are you making this happen? I don't know. Because he was doing that like consecutively <laughs> yeah. for like oh, for a many, many a, a turn. And... Uh, <laughs> And so, uh, also before that, they had this 3D Pong. Mm. Speaking oh of God. Pong, uh, it was, it actually was like, it actually was two paddles, but they were like, not 3D printed, but they were something and they were being controlled, I think, by magnets underneath. They look almost like foam, like cosplay foam. Yeah, it was like foam. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so, you had like a little, what is it, like steering wheel pretty much that you're using to control them. And and there was a slight lag oh, yeah, between yeah. the that two. That lag was more than slight. I stand <laughs> by it. It couldn't handle a tight spin. You had to carefully, yeah. no matter what. I tried to play it while recording it via through the camera. I had to put the camera down. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was rough. We all played it. Oh, I just spit a little bit. We all played it a little bit. Uh, and uh yeah, that was that was so weird because yeah, there's and then while you guys were playing, I think uh, Caitlin, you were playing Tetris. Uh, I I was like, you know, I'm gonna play Pong against the computer, 
uh, that computer whooped me <laughs> 10 to 2. Jesus. Yeah, like that computer, it didn't matter where it was, that computer was going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> this was regular Pong. I'd have a shot, but not this. Were your two, like the first two moves, and then after that it was like, okay, now that the humans had some fun. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it like... It like three owed me and I was able to get one. Okay. And then it got up to nine one and I was able to score again. I was like, all right. So at least I did got more than one. <laughs> it was not a complete and utter failure. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, have you guys had any specific moments in Japan, not just gaming related, but anything related that uh, you guys have would like to share with anyone? Um, uh, I, we picked up a ton of games so far. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, because I, I I like to collect even if I never plan on playing this. Although I am looking for uh, working uh, Famicom this time because even if I can't read the games, I want to pop them in just because there's a, there's a, at least one game that never came out in America, Saiken Daitsetsu 3, so, and yeah. it's never going to come out, so I wanted to check it out. Um, in fact, I was really mad. I saw that uh, we were when we were in uh, Yodabashi, which I don't know. It's basically like a Japanese Best Buy. Yeah, uh, but it's got everything. Yeah, it's got yeah. everything. Uh, I'm looking at the Switch games, and they released the uh, trilogy of those games on Switch. Oh, did they? Second Dead Set Two, One, Two, and Three. Oh, which in America is not even the same franchise. It's Final Fantasy Adventure, and then the two was Secret of Mana. Yep. So they're like they're not even related to each other in yeah, America. Yeah, the, and then the third one I think yeah. was Secret of Mana Two, if I remember yeah. correctly. But over here, they they you know they get everything and. No, we're not. We're not good enough. It's it's yeah. crazy when you look at when you, when you go like, like go to like Mandrake, which is a secondhand store, and uh, which also just has everything, or or any of the you know department stores or any of the gaming stores, and you're like, all right, I wonder what kind of Vita games that they have. Mm-hmm. And then you look down there, and it's like an entire row and like an entire like four foot shelf all the way down. It's like, yeah. where are all these games in America, man? <laughs> Meanwhile, I go to GameStop in America, and there's like five games. Uh, all but one of them are those fake printed covers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that brings up a question that maybe one of you guys could speak to. I was wondering, did, did the Japanese just preserve their physical media better over here? Because you, I can't, you can't find retro games in the states. I feel like uh, that it, they do. Actually, mm-hmm. they they actually take care of all of their stuff mm-hmm. uh, extremely well. And whereas in America, it's like, all right, I'm not playing this game anymore. I'm just going to throw it away, especially in the like the NES games and stuff like that. You didn't have you couldn't do anything else with it. And it was just taking up space. A lot of people were just throwing away games or, mm. or there's also a lot of gross people in- <laughs> yeah. that were just destroying games. So uh, and then, you know, also, you know, same exact thing with like boxes. A lot of people just didn't keep boxes. Mm. Uh, they, they take up a lot of space, especially those Genesis games and, and the, the Nintendo games. Uh so a lot of people are just throwing out boxes and stuff. Whereas here, everybody just preserves everything that they have. It's, I mean, it's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's you can find a, again, you can go into into Super Potato. And I, th- I think I saw eight copies of Final Fantasy four mm-hmm. that were just on the shelf, and they're all pristine copies. Well, that was like I was telling you when we were there. I didn't get it at Super Potato, but I was, I, I, th- I still think there's something wrong with it. I found a. Uh, copy of chrono trigger with the original box and the manual on the cartridge and the box it's not even like a damaged old yellowing box yeah. i was like 
is this like are they are they screwing with me here? But it it was they had like four of them there and they Mm -hmm. weren't expensive either. And I was just like, oh, I guess maybe this is just a commonplace item over here. Mm -hmm. Whereas to find uh to get a complete original copy of Chrono Trigger in English, you're you're gonna be coughing up money for that, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. And it's it's like that for for most of the games here. It's Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. I, I, I love seeing all the games, but it, man, I really wish we just had those same types of things in America. I mean, you can granted you could play those with ROMs and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But you know, there's not. It's it's there's something to be said about having the physical cartridge in your hand. Yeah, I mean, even if you even if you decide you don't want it anymore, like I will like. I, I've bought in collector's editions of games that I realize like I don't I didn't really need or didn't like as much, and I'm like. I'd rather like sell it back to a store or something so I can go to a better home. Mm-hmm. Like rather than just throwing it in the garbage. Cause yeah. it's not like this is going to be like commonplace eventually someday, you know, uh, especially when, like when I go into these places and I say that it's super potatoes, almost like a library too, just because some of these games, I, if I had not come here, I would have never actually physically seen mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And it, with the way, uh, Nintendo is, for example, with their, distributing their older media there's there's not a legal way to play a lot of these games anymore so Uh, very much Uh, how about you caitlin uh speaking of nintendo we saw the the unrelated to nintendo carts driving around which i thought was entertaining which is strange to me because they already got sued yeah and Nintendo won, so yeah. I don't know what they're still doing on well, the on the road. On every single part of this car, it says the words "unrelated to Nintendo" in either English <laughs> or Japanese. Gotcha. So I think that's how they're trying to get around it, even okay. though someone's in a Pikachu costume. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that guy just has that cost. That's just what he wears. Oh, oh totally, totally. <laughs> they just they, they just sell it to them before they start to drive, and they just buy it back when they come back. <laughs> um. Oh, we went to the best. Okay. So everyone knows what Seven Eleven is. Yeah. Uh, something similar to Seven Eleven over here is called Lawson's, mm-hmm. and we went to one that is Dragon Quest themed. Yep. And like you walk in, and it makes the little like blue ooze like jump noise, and it's like adorable. And there's so much ooze stuff everywhere. I got a Dragon Quest Builders two bag. Excuse me, they're called slimes. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> They're called adorable. That's all I need to know. That's true. I didn't want to correct you either. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they had tote bags, t-shirts, coins, pressed coins, uh, glasses, bento boxes. Uh, what else? A million other things. Yeah. All with the blue guy on it, and it was. I just wanted it all. I only ended up getting a tote bag, and a coin. <laughs> But I wanted it all. It and, was great. And she calls them that because every single time she sees them, she's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we found out that that's not the only loss in like that. No, what? When we were in, uh, in Osaka, the Dinden Town has one as well. Oh, that's We walked dope. by and I was like, what? I was so excited. Yeah, because yeah. the one we went to was uh, in Akihabara. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's, I'm sure they probably have other ones if there's other like nerd location type things that I'm sure that they probably deck them out like that. But it's also <laughs> Lawson's. Uh, which are which are amazing, yeah. by the way. Uh, yeah. um, other video game related thing. Uh, when we were at the Sky Tree, we learned that Kirby's birthday is April twenty seventh. Yes, it is. We saw the Kirby Cafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Kirby Cafe is still there because that was also supposed to be a limited thing, and then yeah. I think it just became so big that they just left it in there. The reservations looked booked. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I like, yeah, because you have to. I think you have to go in the morning in order yeah. to get a reservation. Uh. Well, for me, my uh, my most interesting thing that happened here is not gaming related. 
but it is funny. Uh, we were we were in Osaka, and we're waiting to get on a train. And so in Tokyo, they have they have trains that uh, during rush hour are women only, and oh. they're all pink, and you can see that they're you know they say women only trains uh-huh. in the rush hour. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I know this. Uh, at this point, it was like eight or nine o'clock at night, and in Osaka, and so we're waiting on a train. Doors open, and there's a whole bunch of people in this line that we're in. But then I see to the left of us. I was like, oh, there's nobody in this line. Let's just you know dart over. So we so we dart over. It's a different train. We get on it, uh, or a different train card, I should say. Uh, we sit down, and uh, there's a guy who comes in. Uh, on the, from the other train as well, but he comes in through the door, uh, through the side door. So he comes in, and then like he go, walks over and he sits down in a seat. And so I was like, "All right, cool. You know, this guy knows where it's at. This car is, you know, pretty not full." And then I start looking around and I realize, man, there's a lot of women on this train. Oh God, Brian. And I was like, "Huh, that's weird." And I look at the door and it says, "This is a women-only train," but it doesn't have a specific time. It just says, "This is a women-only train." And I look down and I start looking around and I realize, oh, they're all women on this train with the exception of me and this other dude that just happened to walk in on this train. Um, And I think the dude realized about a minute after I did, but he's sitting down in the middle of just a gaggle of women (laughs) that are all just wondering like, what the heck's this guy doing here? At least me, I have tourist immunity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know, just stupid dude, you know, he doesn't realize what's going on. Stupid dude, you have your wife next to you Yeah, exactly. At least I, yeah, at least I have like a little bit of a buffer going on here. This guy's just in the middle of these girls and he's just rubbing his eyes like, oh man, I think I know where I am. So, so in case you guys are wondering, in Osaka, women-only trains are all the time, <laughs> not just during rush hour. <laughs> we we did see one of those and got on one, but uh-huh. it was not during yeah, rush it's hour. It's not rush so hour, we so good. you're fine. Yeah, exactly. So when we were getting off, though, because we only rode it for one stop. That's all we had to go. Uh, so we get off, though. The, where we were getting off uh, was uh, Shin Osaka. So where we got off. When you look down, there is giant signs that just say women only train, like on the floor, on the outside of the train, everywhere. It's just this is a women only train. As I'm walking, I'm like, man, these are all women. Oh, man. At least I'm not that guy, though. (laughs) At least I'm a tourist. (laughs) Immunity. But yeah, that's I think that's my my favorite story so far. Going on a women-only train. You handled that better than I would. I'd be so upset. (laughs) (laughs) Again, if I was alone, I would have been. I think as soon as I would have realized, I would have just quietly got up and walked into the other car. (laughs) You just go in the corner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But where we got on, though, the the first station where we got on, it was a wall. So they didn't have all that signage on the floor. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know until, you know, we were inside. It was way too late at that point. Uh, so how about you, Joe? What's your uh, what's your favorite thing, or you know, uh, you know, most out there thing that you've been enjoying here in this fabulous country? It is fabulous. Call it Japan. I'm trying to think. Oh no. Oh, oh okay. Not video game related. Uh, unfortunately, sorry. Uh, we we opted out of getting regular rail passes this year and got green passes because we were like, yeah, let's waste another two hundred dollars. It'll be fun. Uh, we get these passes and I'm like, yay! It's gonna do wonders for us. 
I look up what the green passes mean. So one of the bullet trains is Shinkansen's. Uh, you have regular rail passes because I'm a tourist and it's awesome and we can buy cheaper, you know, a pass that'll get us all over the place as opposed to having to pay for, you know, each one of them round trip. So we're, we're stoked. We have these extra awesome green passes. I look everything up on them. You're supposed to be really, really quiet. It, the seats are better. <laughs> You're, everything is supposed to be like super nicer and it's like, it's, it's like swanky, not necessarily fancy because regular Shinkansen seats are awesome and fine the way they are. Everything is nice already. So I'm like, okay, cool. This is great. We get our very first train. I'm very excited. We're going in the green car. It's It's got a little four-leaf clover on the side of it. I'm like, this is awesome. This is going to be the greatest thing ever. And everyone's going to be really quiet. So I can put my headphones on and I can edit while I'm sitting on the train for a couple hours. This is the best. We get on the train. And then the family walks in with a child oh. and the grandparents. Oh. And they're absolutely of either American or European or something. They're English not American. They're, they're, not American. they're not American. Okay, no. good. I'm glad they're not with us. No. Um, but they get on the train and I was never more horrified for anyone in my life. This kid ran up and down the aisle screaming and would like tap the backs of the chairs and play with the seat rest thingies. Oh, God. And then the family would just stand there and talk at the front of the train like where we are. <laughs> and they just stood there and they chatted like in regular vocal. like like. And I was like freaking out because I had spent a lot of time making sure I didn't like do anything that was like super jerk touristy. And then when I read about these tickets, I was like, all right, you're supposed to be like super chill on this. You're not supposed to be a jerk face. Don't be a jerk face. And then there was these people, the very first train we were on, these that were just the biggest jerk faces. I would have tripped the child. I'm like, oh, oh at, at one point, the child's, uh, so the door is on the Shinkansen train. So all you have to do is just like wave your hand in front of them and they open up. Uh, this child for probably about a good five minutes was just in front of the door waving his hand so it would open. Uh, and as soon as it was shut, he would wave his hand and it would open again. And it was like a good, it, it was maybe not five minutes, but at least three minutes in a row. And we were only two rows back from that door opening. <laughs> oh, is that the one that sounded like whipped cream? No, that was a different chance than we were. It was, it's still part of that. But yeah, the doors, one of the doors we were on for one of the trains, it would open behind us when people would walk in and out. And uh, it sounded like the sound of when whipped cream people use the, what is it, ready whip? Yeah. And they would put it in their mouth and then turn it upside down and they would squirt the whipped cream in their mouth. It was that, that sound. Uh, it was the worst sound ever, but it went off like constantly for a good like hour of the, of the train ride. So every time I was like, Did, is someone eating whipped cream around me? Like what is <laughs> happening here? I will say that that's probably a little better than some of the JR trains are making noises that sound like a dog is dying. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are pretty bad. So, yeah. so, so the best part about this family, though. Oh my God! So we were on our way to a completely different area on our first train. We were going to Matsumoto. They stayed on the train when we left in Matsumoto. We're like, okay, sayonara, good riddance. I'm really glad that the first trip I ever took in the green car was definitely the loudest train I've ever been on in my whole life in Japan. This is great. We we go hang out in Matsumoto, which is the most dope castle ever. We get up into it. We get down. We go back to the Shinkansen. There's cherry blossoms all over the place. We're super chill. Everything is great. Head to Kyoto. Get off the train. Walk through a gajillion tourists. Get to our hotel. We put everything in. Check in. Put everything upstairs. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're going to walk over to this giant weeping cherry blossom thing. It's going to be baller. Walk outside. And that child is standing there. Oh, God. Crying into his mother. They followed you. Staying at the same hotel as us. Oh, my God. So I have no idea why, because Matsumoto is in a completely different area, and they stayed on the train, which means they went even further north. 
Whereas Kyoto is in this south, mid, you know, like south central type area, mm-hmm. and it was like, how? What what's going on here? They were waiting. And, and, and at first we're like, because like I saw her, then Joe saw her, like we like kind of turned to the left, and then both of us looked at each other like, was that was the lady? <laughs> how? How? They're like, nah, nah, that couldn't that couldn't have been. And then like the more I thought about, it, I was like, no, that that was the child. That was absolutely the child and the mother. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait for uh, in two days, Joe and Brian to meet us downstairs, and they're like, "You guys, we just uh, we just left Starbucks, and there was a child outside." <laughs> <laughs> it would not surprise me, because and and that and that it, it's just so weird, you know, because this is you know uh, um, Joe and I's seventh time here, and it's just so weird that in a country of millions uh, of uh you know, with tourists that number in the millions for this time of the year, um, for all of these people that you still somehow see like the same type of people or the same person, even when you're just traveling randomly, like there, you know, you'll see like one person when you're in like Shibuya and you're like, all right, cool. You know, that, that guy's, that guy's kind of weird looking or whatever. And then you're like, all right, cool. You know, let me go to, I don't know, Akihabara now. So you go to Akihabara and you're walking around and you're like, how is that guy here now? That's okay, whatever. And then, like two days later, you're just in a completely other separate area, and there's that dude again. <laughs> it's like, but there's millions of people. There's millions of people in this city alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like how uh, there's a great tradition of Tate's employees being recognized uh, while they're in Japan. Yeah. Tate's Comics, a comic book store in South Florida, yeah. on the other side, thirteen hour time difference. Yep. yep. And. Tate's employees still get recognized when they're over here. Yeah, I think, what, five out of the seven times we've been here, we've been recognized. Yeah. And not even having our shirts on. We're just yeah. like, Tate's, hey. Yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll have, you know, you can please say hi to us or whatever. I don't care. But it's still what it's like, how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, one of the people was like, we were at Akihabara. And it's this, it's this awesome lady that, that just comes here and she, uh, she purchases stuff cause she resells it in the United States. And like we saw her and she's like, Hey, and we're like, we're, we're, we're pretty chatty with her and everything. We're like, so you're here at the same time we are. She's like, yeah, I'm buying all this stuff. We're like, so you're the one purchasing all the things we want to buy for ourselves. Damn it. <laughs> but this is why everything's so expensive now. Cause you're buying it all. <laughs> It was it was very eye opening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I am. Oh, that's right. Let's also talk about us. Uh, we went to the Kawasaki warehouse. Oh my god, that place was awesome. Yeah, it's Dope. awesome. It's like a like a, a on, on purpose derelict building. You absolutely know what the building is as soon as you like round the corner because everything's nice, pristine, shiny. Especially with the Olympics coming, everything's yeah. getting updone. Yeah, everything's being you know got a spit shine on it. Everything's got window wash, and then you like there's this building that's completely derelict on the outside, yeah. uh, which you know that thing's also clean as all get out. Oh, However, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just is painted to look this way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's awesome. Like as you walk through it, like on one of the sides, it's like a stargate that you walk through and like you have to walk over like these these giant stones with like liquid in between where if you do miss, you will be like your your foot will go into water. <laughs> I was holding onto those handrails so tight. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, 
It's like, what if it was like Akira? Like, just really like, oh man, it's, it's, and like, like, as we were going up the escalators, it's like, wow, it was like you, somebody got paid to put flyers up and then, and then like rip them off, like all shabbily. So that way it looks like this has been lived in for decades. Or people with big backpacks just happen to hit (laughs) all the stuff off the side of the wall. Yeah. I I don't know who would have done that, Caitlin. Yeah, no, I have no idea. That was really funny because one of them was like barely hanging on in Caitlin's backpack is just gently brushing the side. And then also I see it take it with it. I was like, oh, God, Caitlin, no. <laughs> it was pretty great. But I mean, they, they have like like one of the floors is like half of the floor is just really old arcade games. But it's not just old arcade games. They actually have a sign up that says, hey, look, this was made in 1980. You know, they had the original Street Fighter arcade there with the original buttons, original everything. And it's like, hey, here's a sign that's in front. It's like Street Fighter, 1980s. I mean, it's all in Japanese, but it all I'm, I'm sure is like the history of this arcade game and, you know, and whatnot. And like they had like an outrun as well. That was like the full car that I've mm-hmm. never seen before. I always had like the stand up one and the full car as you're driving it like it, it it weight shifts as well so like if you turn left the car actually shifts to the right and it's like oh this is pretty dope <laughs> mm. and uh yeah then they have like you know normal japanese arcade games which like the music games that you guys played right uh, yeah eventually <laughs> yeah <laughs> we somehow so. screwed it up because all the instructions are in japanese so we're like okay we put the two coins in and i was like okay well we'll verse each other i'll probably get wrecked but whatever it'll be fun Something happened. I was player one, and I was locked out of the game until Zach played a whole freaking thing himself. Yeah, somehow. including the tutorial. Inclu- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that that place was awesome. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. We played Pac-Man Royale. Oh, sorry, yeah, they had Pac-Man Battle Royale, which is hilarious. However, I will give it props for only one, uh, you know, one dollar or whatever. Uh, all four players get to play, so not each yeah. player has to put in a buck in order to play, which I thought was really great. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, they have battle royale for everything. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that that was pretty fun. I got to, I got to win a Kirby riding a hamster from Kirby Two, the, the, the box art from that, which Joe just learned the other day because Joe happened to see that box art in super (laughs) potato in Osaka. And she was like, look at this stupid thing with Kirby riding a hamster. And then we go to the arcades and. There's a plush of Kirby riding a hamster. <laughs> Which meant I must have it. <laughs> but thankfully I did win. I I, I, I kept it in my, uh, in my, what is it, a jacket. And I got to ride with it the entire ride back, which is about 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> a oh, lot of people were looking at me. Yeah. We also had air hockey, uh, girls versus boys. There the girls was. Won. Girls won. Zach and I couldn't get a momentum going or a rhythm going. We we're like, all right, this is us. No, no, that was me. Nope, my bad, my bad. That, nope. You guys work together. You guys work. We well. didn't have that problem. Yeah, nah, you guys work well together. Yeah, it was. Who'd have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> Women working together, man, that's crazy. Normally, you guys hate each other. <laughs> yeah, but then like all the other floors were like fighting games and. Uh, like Tekken Seven, the newest one that just came out. Every single one of those arcade, every single one of those uh, machines. Ones, uh, machines. There was eight of them. They were all completely stocked full. There was a Gundam game. I think there was also eight of them. That those were all completely stocked with people. Uh, there, yeah, there was an entire floor of ping pong and darts <laughs> that you could rent out the you know the tables 
or the board and billiards as well. Yeah, that's right. They also yeah. had billiards. Caitlin's giving me like like uh, visuals of what they were in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that I do highly recommend if you're ever in Japan to go to go to Kawasaki Warehouse. It's and, right outside the 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 station. It's only about what about a five minute walk. Not even maybe. Yeah. Only five minutes if you go up the thing with the bikes. Yeah, which was worth it. For yeah. The, just seeing where all those bikes were. <laughs> we were definitely not supposed to be there without having bikes. <laughs> But it looks so cool. It did. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's Japan so far, as far as I could tell. Um, anything else you guys wanted to mention before um, we signed off? We went to the Pokemon Center, and that was dope. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You guys went to the we went Tokyo to one. Them. Yeah. Uh, and we got a Koi King plush. Nice. Koi King, which is Magikarp in the United States. And then I got a shiny uh, Mimikyu. Yeah. Yes, you did. It was uh, black and white, right? Yes. Cool. Nice, and nice. then let's see. I'm trying to see. And it's also your birthday month, so you got five percent off and I a did. and a dope crown with my Mew you. on it. Oh, and I love that there's an actual Pokestop at the one in Sunshine City. Oh, is there? You oh, can't touch awesome. it, but it's there, and uh, it's like a little Poke, like the symbol for a Pokestop. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, they great. didn't have those because we went to two. We went to the one in Kyoto. We went the went to the one in Osaka. Now that one of them had that. Yeah, the one at a uh, Sky Tree had this giant Pikachu you could pet. Oh, cool. Yeah, the I think the uh, the Kyoto one had one of the Detective Pikachu like things where yeah, you could you touch its tail. tail. Yeah. It also had the setup behind it, like all the stores, uh, all the like the the grody looking shops that I guess oh, you're gonna see yeah. the movie. Holy crap! There's so many cool looking shops in that movie. That's like uh, one of them was some um, Snap camera or or Snap something. So, so it was like yeah, Pokemon Snap. Uh, th- there was there were so many like so many like weird little hidden like a, like a Hitmonchan gym. And like it, it was really really cool. I, oh. I took a lot of video of just the random stuff in those places. I, I can't wait pimp. to see that because yeah, they didn't have anything like that at the the two we went to. Oh no, no. Yeah, the one we had, they they also had like the the poster or the movie poster for uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back as well, the evolution. Oh yeah, and that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, man, yeah, it was. I completely forgot it that we went to the Pokemon Center. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of things we've been doing. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. That Kirby Cafe was adorable. Yeah, Didn't Kirby eat at it, but it was adorable. I want to go so I can sit with a Waddle D. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if you go there alone, they put a, a they put a a, a plush on the opposite uh, table. You That's know, or not adorable. The, you know, opposite of you from the on the table. They do the same thing at like Moomin as well. They they put like a a Moomin plush on the other the other side with you. I think when the the. I think there was a Pikachu cafe or a yes. Pokemon cafe that did it with giant Pikachus as yes, well. Yes, there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. I don't, I don't know who who are you, Zach? I don't know. I don't oh know yeah, there would just to... be there'd be two uh, one one people sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin and I will go. We'll sit sit next to each other in separate tables with yeah. our Pikachus. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. Oh yeah, it'll be great. It'll that's... be great. <laughs> <laughs> and right. then uh, I think that's. The only like relevant stuff I can think of. Yeah. Still looking for a copy of Majora's Mask. I saw it in a store and I was like, oh no, I know where it is. I'll come back and get it. And I don't remember what store it was now. Yeah. So <laughs> that happens way too often. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of video game stores here. Yes, sir. So uh, we'll find out if Caitlin can find that before she goes back home. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next episode. Yeah. We'll also do our our Windjammers tournaments. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll try it, to do that. Next it was week. so much fun that uh. 
Zach and I just went on the train and we bought it off Best Buy so it'll be at home before we even get home. Yeah, so you guys can't play it though. We all have to be going in blind. No, that's fine. It, right. It'll be at my parents. So I have to go pick it up before we can. Uh... Get like a headband, and I'm gonna be playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna put on his jujitsu headband. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna put on his blue belt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna do that, man. If if only we had that pong game at home, we could do that. Type oh my of god, tournament. that po- we need it, Brian. You're I'm smart. not building that. No, no. <laughs> we we know enough people that can help you with like the the physical part if you can do the back end part. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I, I have to make sure it's authentic, so it also has a, a second delay of when you do yeah, things. <laughs> at least a second. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end this week's episode. Uh, Japan's pretty awesome. We'll talk about it more next week as yes. well. Yes, we're here for another entire week. Yeah. No, just Bonus an entire week. week. It's it. Seven days, at least six ish. Another fourteen-hour plane ride. Oh uh, yeah, back to the United States, where everything's expensive and not nearly as good food-wise. Oh no. <laughs> we were able to we we get McDonald's breakfast for like roughly eight fifty. Yep. For two people, and it's so good and fresh mm-hmm. and actually like real food, like not like clean. McDonald's crap. Yeah. Like they actually like you see them cleaning all their stuff. Yeah. It's all fresh and my eggs aren't just like that flat little thing that uh looks they like they just microwaved it and it's all gross. Oh, they do just microwave. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Is it, and I oh, get man. melon fanta. I know, right? Like I always know when I'm back in the United States when like the first thing I eat at the food court in the like the you know the the random airport that I'm in is like oh sweet I can pay twenty dollars for a really terrible piece of fish or yeah. you know or chicken or whatever it is and it's like oh yeah this is also the cheapest thing on the menu. <laughs> well, that's like uh, when we were coming back last time at our midway point there was a Dunkin' Donuts and we were like we'll just get two Dunkin' Donut sandwiches it was like three times the price and the service was terrible. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. Welcome, welcome to America. Woo! <laughs> well, uh, that was this week's uh, Taste of Dragons. Uh, we were again here in Japan, Tokyo, the motherland, ish. Bad up, bad. Once again, my name is Brian, and I'm Joe. I'm Zach, and I'm Caitlin. Have a great week, everyone. See you next week back in the United States. Woo. Woo. <laughs> <laughs>